welcoming myself back to the podcast back to theory and theology it's been a bit i have not recorded on here for a while i don't even see what the last date was that i posted um i don't even know what the last recording was that i made um i feel like i was talking about skinwalkers at one point um but yeah i'm I'm glad to see people are gravitating towards this content. Um, I like posting it. I just didn't realize how much other people like listening to it. Um, I have a few pods and a couple of them I kind of post on every day. Um, Not this one. And, you know, if people are listening, maybe I'll do better at posting more. Um, I just, you know, these topics are a little heavy sometimes and I don't really know what I'm going to post, like, sometimes it's just, like, if an idea comes to mind, I'll post about it, um, but it seems like people like the Dolores Cannon type of content, and, um, I noticed that, you know, I found some other content that I hadn't posted regarding Dolores Cannon of, uh, some some of her content I was reviewing, uh, way back, uh, way, way back. So apologies if I already posted this, but I couldn't find it. And it looks like I wrote notes, but I remember writing notes and not posting something. So I don't really know. Um, if I just don't know guys. I don't know. Um, so Okay, so I have things broken up here with these uh, symbols and things. But I wanted to talk about one of her episodes. So a Dolores Cannon episode talking about between death and life. Um, Now, I haven't even read my own notes on this or rewatched that video. But I'm going to post her link in the description as well as, I think that's the only link I have in these notes. So I'm going to post that link in the description. Um, I guess maybe there were two things I wanted to post about her. I don't know if this is the same topic, but basically I have one that says between death and life. And then another one that says conscious living expo. Um, so maybe it's different, but I don't know. Maybe I'll post them as different because I really don't know. So in, I guess these are the same, no, they're not the same. Sorry, I'm, I'm confused. I am confusing myself because <laughs> I'm barely looking at these notes. So all right. Between life and death, uh, I guess it talks about this conscious living expo, uh, ideas of control of our own lives and illnesses. 
and then she starts talking about mind creating illnesses and then mind healing. Um, so this is not going to be a good recollection of kind of what I recall from what she said, but, um, basically I'm just going to go with my own kind of thoughts and ideas on some of the topics she's presenting here. Cause I feel like if you want to listen to what she said exactly, you can go and watch the episode and hear her perspective. But on here, it's like, you know, I wrote notes based on kind of like what questions I had or what um, kind of maybe supplemental, like my understanding of what she was trying to get across, like the main point she was trying to get across. So of those three main points that were discussed in this conscious live, conscious living expo, um, about the first topic, ideas of control of our own lives and illnesses. Um, so I don't recall exactly what she was saying about that, but, you know, on a, on a pod, you know, there's a pod where I record my daily, kind of my daily journey, if you will, of like, kind of just like a, kind of like an audio diary, auto, audio journal. Like it's not like very private information or anything, but I don't, you know, I don't, mind I post what I don't mind sharing about my day-to-day um especially because I'm off you know like I figure like might as well kind of document some of what I've been doing um and so yeah like so basically in this um and what I'm gonna say um So, sorry, my phone shut off. Sorry. Um, when it comes to ideas of control of our own lives and illnesses, you know, the main thing that comes to my mind is something that I was touching on this morning was, you know, I was raised in a religious background that, you know, contains a health message that, you know, there is scientific proof that people at least Americans who are following a lot of that lifestyle as far as the health message benefits and kind of like the balanced living tend to live on average seven years longer than the average American. So there's some health benefits, at least seven years worth to, to it. Um, I know the religion would want to say, that, you know, it's God or it's some religious thing. And I can't say if it is or not, you know, like I wouldn't know that there's, there's some stuff that I could speculate or have my own faith or beliefs around, but I can't say for sure that that doesn't play a role. Um, I do believe in miracles and things that aren't easily explained. I have had experiences that are a little too close to, you know, a little too close to not being random, if that makes sense. Like, I've had plenty of experiences where I'm like, this is not random. Uh, This is certainly not random. Like, it doesn't feel random, you know, if you're kind of like having like a thought or like having doing like a prayer or something and then something like immediately happens, like 
it's like really weird like and I've had enough of those that I'm like I don't know if this is consequence or if this is just like random you know like I don't know but I never really labeled it as like random but I wasn't like oh I was praying for this thing and a miracle happened like I don't know how to describe it but it's like I don't know like something happened that I feel like might not have happened if I wasn't doing those other kinds of things so I don't I don't really know and there's no way to really tell right I can't go back and see and you know I don't really play with that kind of stuff either because I don't really fully understand it so I'm not going to keep like testing it and seeing kind of like what happens but I do believe um that you know I was raised in a way where you know um you know, we did focus on health to some extent, but um, there were a lot of things that were unhealthy that we didn't, that we just kind of like ignored, like, you know, kind of unhealthy social spaces and unhealthy kind of relationships and people with like unhealthy, you know, abusive attitudes and things like that, like, or unhealthy sense of shame and, you know, just kind of an unhealthy unhealthy work ethic, you know, workaholic kind of attitudes and things like that. Like I was raised around some of that stuff too. Some of that was my family. Some of it was religion. Um, so there was a healthy amount of balance, but then there was some stuff that I still struggle today that I'm currently trying to balance more because I'm realizing that I hadn't been able to balance that too easily, um, in the past. And so, um, yeah, so, dude, what is down there? All these dogs keep stopping, and then now these crows are, like, going crazy over here. But anyways, um, yeah, like, so as far as, like, controlling our own lives, I was speaking about this with a friend, and they kind of were saying some of their ideas around control are that, you know, we're not really controlled. Most of us aren't really fully controlled. Most of us, um, um, most of us aren't totally controlled. Most of us, um, aren't like bound down or shackled or chained anywhere or locked in any kind of place most of us fortunately are not maybe unfortunately some people have been but most of us are not in those scenarios like a lot of us who are controlled are controlled mentally um a good example that's kind of like you know sometimes it take it helps to kind of take it outside of like even like a religious context because I'm not only specifically talking religion here but a lot of times these topics go into the space of religion and spirituality, um, but, yeah, one, what was I saying, one area that I would say, uh, we could focus on is, at least in Western mainstream society, a lot of us are taught about school, right, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not knocking school, but a common topic lately is, you know, the economy and school, education, careers, jobs. Like, I was probably one of the last generations that was taught, you know, go to school, get a degree, 
get more than one degree. It helps to keep getting like, you know, get an associate's, get a, get a bachelor's, get a master's, get a doctorate, you know, get more, you know, is get as many as you can. And, you know, and that the more, you know, degrees you have, you're going to likely have the most chances for job security, for high income and for, you know, being able to just kind of settle into one job or one, you know, work company and just work there until you retire or maybe, you know, switch careers once or something, but do that until you retire. Right. Um, now my generation is the generation that was, you know, social media, Facebook, all these kind of things were created during my time frame. And so it's like, there are a lot of people that I saw out in the public eye that, you know, we could see through the internet and social media and things that people were becoming successful in a different route, you know, and they didn't, you know, once you started learning their stories, like Mark Zuckerberg's story and all these other kind of people's life stories about how they got where they're going, it's like, yeah, they weren't, you know, born to wealth, some of them, and, you know, you see people on YouTube able to support themselves, like, there's this entrepreneurial kind of like, well, I'm going to create this job. You know, there's a line in this, in the movie, the social network where they say, uh, you know, Harvard students nowadays think it's, think it's, I don't know what the word is. Like Harvard students nowadays would rather create a job for themselves rather than going to get a job or something like that. Um, and that was kind of like how things kind of looked then. Like there was like, different sets of thinking of like, I can still do this traditional route and just go to school and do things that way. But now that, you know, people of my generation, you know, my age range, you know, we're in our second recession, you know, where I went through one, you know, towards the end of my first grad school experience. And then here we come again. It's like, we've been kind of like knocked down like a couple times now. And it's like, I'm not even 40, you know what I mean? And it's like, when you look at all the milestones that you see people hit, were hitting in the past where it's like, okay, you're 18, you move out or whatever. And then you get, you know, you go to college for like four years. And by the time you're 22, you're able to like start a family and start like getting your first apartment, then getting your first house and working your way up the ladder at your job and like getting better pay rates and more perks and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know a lot of people who have done that. Um, not that it's not possible, but it's not the only way that people kind of try to do things nowadays. Like people kind of do what they want to do. Um, like I come from a background where education is very highly stressed and I was never taught that I wasn't going to get a doctorate. Like that was kind of like, that's the standard is doctorate or master's or, you know, like bachelor's is like what you're supposed to do. Like bachelor's would be like equivalent to like graduating high school in my family. It's like, you're still not done. Like you're just barely starting with your education. Like that's kind of, cause we had the opportunity to do it. All it was is just go to school and get the grades. And, you know, that was my job was to go to school and, go to school like I didn't have like another like I worked a little bit and stuff too but you know like that was my job like my family made it easy for me to focus on school as my primary concern and not have to like focus on paying for an apartment and paying for all these other things and like I wasn't very 
um, split between like having to do too many things. It was just like study. Like I had plenty of time to study. So I did, you know? Um, and so that's kind of how I lived most of the time. But I mean, like nowadays there is this kind of debate of like, you know, you definitely see people going to, to school, getting into massive debt and, you know, people focus on the debt aspect of a lot of these major, like these huge corporate corporations that are called universities. And, you know, they're a business that, you know, there's some statistics that people say that like, you know, schools have like doubled in price or whatever since like the eighties or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I was born in the early eighties and now, you know, like we're coming up on the eighties. Um, I mean, we're coming up on, you know, the cost, like even when I first started in community college, it was like, you know, you would go like $7 a unit and like $11 a unit. I remember when it passed like $25 a unit or something like that. I think it went up to 35 or something, but it's like even a a little amount like that when it's like, you know, I could pay this with my, like with the gas money that my parents would give me or something. I, I could pay for this, you know, like I could pay for this, you know, like I wasn't getting big paychecks when I was working, but it was like, oh, if I get birthday money, I can pay for my classes, you know, like the books were like pretty much more expensive than the classes themselves. And so, um, and textbooks are super expensive too, but you used to be able to get like used textbooks for like almost half the price and you get the paperback used one, you know, and then you're pretty set, you know, um, or you could just use the ones from the library even if you checked it out and they had enough copies where you could actually check it out all the time. But, um, yeah, like I, I would, um, you know, try and, yeah, I would try, I would try and basically, um, you know, see kind of what, what I could maybe, you know, like, Like, I don't know, it was just school. Like, I was going through school, and, you know, I just, that's just kind of how I was taught about, about how to live life, you know? Like, and nowadays, you don't really see it that much, uh, so often. And I think it's a little easier when you see, when you don't think religiously about, like, ideas of control in our own lives and illnesses and things like that. Like, when you think about ideas of control, like, outside of religion like because it can be kind of hard you know for people who grew up in a religion to be like oh yeah like they weren't they weren't controlling me like that wasn't a form of control but when you look at the education system it's like we were kind of all taught to do it one way and we kind of had an understanding that if you didn't do it a certain way you wouldn't have high income opportunities um that was the way to do it and then there were some other ways but you know if you wanted the prestige or whatever that came with it like you know, like, trades weren't really pushed too much when I was younger. Like, I know that they existed, but, like, at least, you know, in L.A., that's not really a thing you hear too much. Uh, even going to the military isn't something you hear too much. Like, I feel like there's some areas where you hear more about... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with trades or military or anything like that, but, like, I mean, I I don't know. If I, if I had kids, I might, you know, urge them to go towards one or the other. I don't know. Like, 
I feel like I've seen people have good opportunities out of out of the military, good opportunities out of, you know, having, you know, been trained in trades um, for myself because of the decisions I've made in my own career path. I wouldn't say that my degree has paid off completely financially necessarily. It was rewarding emotionally, socially. Um, I just felt like, you know, it was a place where I could use compassion and it was just a good environment for me to be in. But I already knew I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Like the stress levels, the amount of lack of income increases and just what I would have to do to kind of get that income increase. I was like, I have other interests. I don't think I really want to only work in mental health forever. So I was like, when I transition out, you know, I'll transition completely out, not just get another job in mental health, but transition completely out. Um, and eventually I got to the phase where I'm at now, but it's like, um, you know, when I was talking to my friend, he was bringing it to my attention that, you know, we, we aren't really fully controlled. Um, you know, we just buy in to something, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I hated school, you know, I hated, you know, going to, going to school and, you know, some people hated it for multiple types of reasons. Like it just didn't appeal to them or whatever the reason may be, or maybe it was too expensive or just their minds just didn't work like that. Not that they weren't intelligent and super smart on their own, but they just, the school just wasn't naturally something that they could even get to force themselves to do, or they just weren't, they didn't have a desire to force themselves to do it. Um, I think that some people have a natural inclination towards certain stuff. And, you know, I'm one of those people, you know, I have a natural inclination towards not really learning as, as people are taught to learn in school, but just learning in general, like I like to learn. Um, and so at the worst, it's like, well, I'm learning something I don't really care too much about, but at least I'm challenging myself in learning. Uh, just the hardest part was when I wasn't doing too well in things, you know, I never put two and two together or thought, Hey, maybe I should go do something else. You know, like in my head, I was like, no, you just do this. This is what you do. You know, I never was flexible with that kind of thinking up until a little more recently. Cause I was like, Oh, well, let me go back to school. And I was like, you know how long it's going to take if I go back and get a doctorate? And I'm like, and the the amount of debt, if I want to do it fast, I'm going to have to get in debt to do it fast. And I was like, you know, I really don't want a doctorate. I really don't want to, I mean, I might get one later, but like, I really don't want a doctorate in psychology. I don't really want to be in psychology. Like, why would I go get a doctorate if I'm going to not work in that field right now? So I was like, well, let me just get what I need for the field I want to work in. And so, you know, once I started learning more about boot camps and things, I was like, okay, well, that's one route to go. And like, it's legit. Like people actually can go. It's like, I've already done the education route, like the formal education route. But yeah, I would say when you look at education, you know, there is a form of control, like, and it's kind of subtle, but it's like, you kind of see it when you kind of take a step back. Like somebody was saying, I was listening to this uh, podcast, it's called um, uh, Bad Queers Podcast, and on that podcast, one episode, they were talking about textbook companies, and how most of the textbook companies, I think, overall, a lot of books are made by, I don't know if it's called McGraw-Hill, 
or whatever the textbook company is. But even when I was in school, I had textbooks by them. And I think I think they said it's based in Texas. Don't quote me on any of this because I don't really know for sure. But basically, they were saying most of the textbooks that most schools have are from this company. And they're all based out of one area. And, I mean, they're basically pushing agendas. That's why there's certain things we don't learn in school. There's certain uh, things about history that we just never learn. Like, you know, if you're going through like your average curriculum, you're not going to learn certain things. Like, unless you have one of those teachers that's like, you know, off the beaten path or like one of those kind of like hippie type teachers. Like I had a lot of those that like, you know, we'd be cleaning up the beach and learning about seals and like all kinds of like animal nature kind of like learning how to rock climb and water like white water raft and like learning about the different plants and like what's edible in this region and like stuff like that there's like yeah the typical LA school you don't really get a lot of that but you know California you do have a lot of alternative types of teachers that are very um creative um I had a lot of creative types of teachers and even though I know that ultimately teachers are supposed to be teaching towards like standardized testing I've definitely had teachers that were like you could tell that they were not your normal teacher you're like whoa like this teacher is making us do these weird things uh it was always cool but it was like what are we doing like <laughs> like you know I loved it though I used to love that kind of stuff but you can tell you could just tell when you had one of those teachers and I had quite a few of those types of teachers and so it was kind of nice but um yeah, like, if you never had teachers like that, you just had teachers that were likely teaching towards a test, um, and you basically were getting taught towards a test, and you weren't really getting, um, any other kind of teaching, like, um, and you learned how to take standardized testing, and you did that, and that was basically it, so I would understand if people are like, I didn't like school because most of my teachers were doing that. I mean, that makes sense. Like, there's no, like, personality to it. You know, there's no depth to it. You're just like, here's a book, and, like, I'm going to tell you what's in the book. Go home and read the book and write some stuff about the book. And come back, and we're going to keep talking about this book. It's kind of like, okay, you know, like, you know, spice it up a little. But, I mean, I think we've all had boring classes and stuff that didn't inspire us. And so, to me, it does make sense you know, to say that school is a type of control, like, if you consider how many hours you're spending there, how much stuff you're learning, and, like, there is something to learning critical thinking, learning about all, like, you don't want to maybe not learn about any of this stuff, but I feel like it's excessive, like, the amount of stuff you learn about that you don't necessarily need, like, I don't know if any schools, like, modern schools in, like, main cities that still have, like, home ec classes, like, you know, I don't know, like, you, do you learn how to cook? Do you learn how to clean? Do you learn how to care for your mental health? Do you learn how to, like, talk about your health care insurance and schedule with the doctor and, like, set up a bank account and budget? Like, do you learn, like, practical life skills at school? Like, I went through school in a way that I feel like was pretty open-minded for the religion that it was a part of like there was a lot of like I went to public school too and like I was around a diverse amount of people to the point where I feel like I got a pretty decent education and with my love for learning I was teaching myself things too and learning on the outside um 
a school too and it's like I don't under, I don't understand like you know how I didn't really learn to budget before college you know like I learned a little bit about it but I didn't really know how to actually do that kind of stuff like I think my mom taught us how to how to set up a bank account our school didn't teach us that I remember this one um this one time in like ninth or tenth grade or something we had these envelopes we had to address to our houses so that our parents could get our uh I don't know I guess they were sending like a something home to our parents that they had to send by mail and so this one teacher had us all address our own envelopes and me and two of the other guys um filled them out wrong and it's like in a class of 10 three people didn't fill it out right it's not that I'd never written letters or I didn't know so I misunderstood and I put my house address and everything kind of like you know where it was going in the middle but I didn't put the top left hand corner uh, who it was from, like from the school. I didn't put that. I just didn't put it in because I thought maybe they were going to stamp it or like, you know, or maybe I only heard the teacher say to put your address. Like maybe I didn't know they wanted us to fully address the envelope, but I, I put our part in the right spot. The other two guys flipped, I guess one of them or both of them flipped um, the who it's from and who it's to areas of where to put the information and maybe they both had the same mistake or maybe they both had different mistakes but the teacher pointed it out like you guys don't know how to address a letter and it's like we were in like high school you know um and I knew how to address the letter because I had I used to write letters to my family in Missouri but these two I don't know if they really knew like based on the mistakes they made but whatever like three of us didn't do it 100% correct so you know, just practical school, like skills, like, you know, like back then people used to write letters, like, so it would have made sense to know how to like do it or, you know, writing a check or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like there's so much that I feel like we did not learn like typing. I learned a lot in typing math as bad as I am at math, like as far as like the theory behind it, I'm pretty good with math. Bible, I know a lot about the Bible, uh, and religion and religions in general, um, and spelling, reading, like, I kind of know that stuff, but then there's all these other things that are just like, I don't really know if it was really worth all that time, like, focusing on all that other stuff, like, I know it's good to be well-rounded, you don't want to be, like, completely ignorant about like certain types of topics but it's like I don't know like I feel like there's certain stuff that like maybe we should have focused more on like life skills as well because we didn't um and even if you have parents that are even as smart and as caring and as thoughtful in raising their kids as mine were and like attentive and things like my parents weren't just like completely absent you know um like they were available and you know my mom was usually pretty available and so like it's kind of odd that like there's certain life skills that we just didn't learn, you know, and even our health class never talked about mental health, like nothing. And so when you think about that whole dynamic where it's like, you're learning all this weird stuff that you don't really need. You're learning all this stuff that's not even practical. You know, you can completely come out of high school and not even know how to like, basically like do things like, you know, the, when I went to the public school, I found it interesting that by senior year, most of my friends were working. 
Um, in the Adventist school, that was not the case. But by senior year, most of my most of my high school friends were working after school or before school. Uh, they had jobs. Uh, they had cars that they paid for themselves, like a lot of them did. Um, and this was normal, you know. This was, um, uh, like I didn't see that at the private school. Like these kids were a little bit more mature on that end. Um, and so I feel like I was even more behind then. Cause like, I wasn't really expected to learn to drive at 16 or like whatever. Like, I mean, my parents made sure I did it, but like, I had plenty of friends that didn't know how to drive even in college, you know, like they had to learn like way later, like their parents weren't actively teaching them things that they needed to do. Um, my parents were like, I don't know how the hell my dad decided to get in a car with us and like let us drive in the streets of LA. Like, it's not like I didn't learn to drive in a parking lot. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I learned to drive on the street, on the highways, on the freeways, on the freaking residential areas, like as safely as it could be. But you know, we drove in the rain, like we practiced driving, like we actually did hardcore driving. And I honestly never had an accident yet. That was my fault. Like I learned to drive early um, yeah, and so anyways, I do think religion's a form of control, but when it comes to control, uh, I think religion can be a form of control, I think education's a form of control, I think politics is a form of control, um, but, like, my friend was saying, like, we're not usually actually controlled, you know, like, we look at it as, like, oh, like, I'm being controlled, but in actuality, we're not actually being controlled necessarily. So um, there's things like that that we can look at and just be like, okay, like when it comes to illnesses, what kind of control do we have? Now, I've been noticing lately um, how my body responds to the amount of stress that I've been under lately. Um, and I'm not going to go into all that, but basically it's related to like career stuff and trying to get my health on track and things like that. And, um, just taking this time between jobs to actually, you know, focus on my health so that I don't go into a new job, like completely wrecked already. Um, but also it's a push because I'm like trying to hit certain deadlines I've set for myself. So I feel like I'm still kind of struggling with a little bit of stuff like sleep um, my mood, just energy and things in general like that. And, you know, I'm setting up doctor's appointments, but they're not like, you know, there's a little bit of back and forth. Uh, so it's not too smooth to set those appointments up. And, um, yeah, so I am not too sure if, uh, if we, you know, what are we supposed to do, you know? Um, I'm, you know, not totally sure about, about things, uh, when it comes to like control aspects of things, but, um, yeah, with health, you know, I've noticed my physical health, um, it's not perfect. It's getting better. Everything's getting better. It's slowly improving. I'm slowly making strides, but um, it's nothing major. I just didn't want it to become something major. I wasn't trying to have like a heart attack or something. And so I was like, let me just slow down. You know, I've seen a lot of people go through a lot of things when they're approaching 40, especially recently. Um, I've almost lost some friends over, you know, thing over heart
heart heart related issues in their 40s and so I feel like I don't want to go down that route and I have every opportunity to avoid not going down that route so let me let me take it um but yeah when it comes to um um uh like illness and control I I've been noticing lately that my energy um and kind of like slight little illness symptoms kind of arise like the Sunday before I took my exam on Thursday my certification exam on the Thursday before I went to Vegas that was a couple weeks back now um I was feeling a little off but you know when you get a cold or flu or whatever like you usually know like at least for me when I get something like that I know, okay, like, I was feeling this way this day, then the next day I felt that way, then usually it's, like, my sinuses kick into some kind of issue, and, like, there's this steady kind of, like, you know, pattern for me that it's followed for years. Every time I've gotten the cold, it's been that way, and when I got COVID, it wasn't that way, and then this cold thing that I got more recently, um... I was kind of telling my mom, I was like, I don't know, like, if I'm, you know, sick, this doesn't feel like I'm sick, because I still have energy, like, to me, that's always weird, it's like, because whenever I'm actually sick, I get super fatigued, and I wasn't getting fatigued, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what's up there, um, so, from there, I basically noticed that I needed to, um, not, um, I don't know. I just, um, you know, my mom was like, well, maybe, maybe you're stressed. And then it hit me. I was like, yeah, cause I kind of played it off. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not that stressed. And I was like, yeah, maybe I am, you know, I am pretty stressed actually. Um, cause I was just pushing. And then when I started realizing maybe I'm sick because I'm stressed. And then like the last couple times where I've been stressed or something's come up, that has been like distressing for me. I've either had, like, bad dreams, which isn't normal for me. Like, I've had a couple nightmares recently, which isn't a norm. And then um, <clears throat> I've had a couple um, other kind of, like, issues come up. Um, sorry, this is weird. I'm at the beach, and I'm looking, and there's, like, all these birds in the water. Kind of crazy, but anyways, I don't know. Maybe they're all eating fish, but um, yeah, I started getting um, like you know, just kind of working on health and um, trying to kind of address what I need to do, but you know, I keep getting these little like sinusy issues or it seems like it's going to be a cold or like a headache and like little like a lot of like somatic types of things that like for a while I have not had anything like that happening to me like for a really long time and so I'm like well it's probably all related to what I'm dealing with lately because it's not like I'm going out and doing all that much stuff like I'm home I go to the gym I go to the beach um you know, I kind of run little errands around town and stuff like that, and, 
you know, if I want to interact with my parents, they're always home. They never leave. So I can do that whenever if I want to. And then if I want to, you know, go do stuff with friends, you know, I'll go do that. And, you know, I'm working on a lot of stuff, like getting streams of income going and things like that. But, um, yeah, I just find it a little bit interesting, um, that, I mean, when I think about illness and control, that's kind of what I think about first is like when it comes to illness and control, you know, the control part, I see that there's all these like systems in place that are kind of like controlling. Uh, and then when it comes to illnesses, like, you know, even, even labeling something as an illness is, I think for some of us, maybe not that clear. Cause when I think about it, like, you know, I can describe kind of like how I've lived, you know, most of my life. And when I look back, you know, there's definitely things that I can point to now after having studied psychology for so long and everything. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I was definitely depressed then or that was anxiety. You know, I would have these like stomach aches and not be able to go to sleep sometimes and stuff like that. And like, you know, like parents just think, oh, like maybe you just need some Pepto or whatever. Like, But I've always had trouble sleeping. I've always, you know, had periods of time where I was like, I would definitely say I was depressed, but I don't think I knew that I was. Um, And, you know, there was a time before where I used to be able to just sleep way more. Um, And then I got, you know, involved in grad school and all that stuff. And I started sleeping way, way less. So I can do both. But like, you know, I did kind of train myself to a point where, you know, I, I wake up ridiculously early and part of me gets proud about that. And like, Oh, like, yeah, I wake up early, you know, like I don't have trouble waking up early, but I don't have trouble sleep. I do have trouble sleeping in and I don't have, you know, an easy time falling asleep. And so, you know, just cause I'm waking up early, it seems like, you know, culturally it's like more productive seeming, even though you can be productive and wake up at noon you know what I mean but it just just the appearance of it waking up at noon seems lazy maybe because it seems easier to do uh waking up in the morning isn't easy like I'm not waking up like chipper and like super happy every day like it's rare that I wake up and I'm like in a super great mood like right off the bat but um yeah I kind of wonder you know um it's you know, I get a little bit curious about, you know, when it comes to, you know, illnesses and how people manage them and stuff, like, how much is related to stress, because um, we can kind of induce a lot of it, like, I know I can, I, I'm barely able to, like, figure out that that's what it is, like, when I was in grad school, I could tell, I'm stressed in this way that I'm feeling is because of my stress. But now it's like, it's not that kind of thing. It's not like stomach aches or headaches or just like fatigue. It's more like irritability and just inability to really sleep good and waking up too early and like getting these weird cold symptoms. Like it's change, you know, like I used to kind of understand it better. And then I think I just ignored it for a really long time. I was like, whatever, like, I'm just going to ignore this. And now I'm kind of back where I'm like trying to pay attention to it more. But um, 
I definitely don't think that I'm meeting criteria for a a diagnosis of some specific types of colds or flus or anything like that. Uh, It's something else. And the only thing I can think of is all all these changes I'm making that have to do with my career change and all this other kind of stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Um, I don't think I'm actually sick because it just comes and goes so quick sometimes. And it's like, and it's not normal and no one in my family's getting it. And it's not like, I don't feel contagious. It's just like, not that you can like feel contagious, but like, it doesn't feel like a normal cold is what I'm trying to say. Um, now as far as things being contagious and getting them, I, I am not, I don't have any personal experiences knowing about getting sick or not getting sick from actual contagious illnesses. Um, I have had experiences with pain where I felt like I've had control over it. Uh, menstrual cramps are one of those things. Like, you know, like sometimes I feel like I'm able to kind of like decrease them. And I've known when I've at, when I've been at the most stress, some of the most stressful periods of my life, uh, I guess no pun intended, but some of the most stressful times in my life, my menstrual pain has been a lot like worse than ever. Um, and so, I mean, there's gotta be something relevant there too. Um, but you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard stuff to explain. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of times I'm just going through my days and just like, busy and a lot of this stuff is kind of hard to just to just explain and be like oh this is what's happening because it takes when I'm like reflecting on things to like think about it and be like oh like is that what was going on or is it this like we're usually taught you know a way to kind of like just avoid that kind of stuff right like it's just like something that happens and you don't really go back to it um, or like think about why, you know, you're just like, oh, I was sick or, oh, I was stressed and you just like move on. Um, as far as mind creating illnesses and mind healing. So the mind can definitely create illnesses. Um, I've done it before. I'm not saying that everyone who has an illness is creating it on purpose or anything, but I remember once. I did for two days. I I don't know why I did this. I don't know why I did this. But I started noticing. Because I have like this sensitivity towards things. I started noticing I guess like what it feels like to be really down and sad. And like depressed. And I just purposely just forced myself to like think about things that would make me cry. And just... You know, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to eat. You know, I did this on purpose. Like, I was like, okay, I can take myself out of this at any time. But I did it one day. And then I remember waking up the next day and being like, I'm going to do that again to see if I can do it again. And it was miserable. It sucked. I haven't done that again since. And I probably won't. But I was like, it was really easy to force myself to feel down. Like, that was simple. Like, I could do that in a heartbeat. I don't really easily do it with feeling good. I don't think that I purposely take my mind there to make myself feel bad, but I try to remember experiences like that when I am feeling bad, where I'm like, you know, 
I know I'm not feeling great, but you know, I'm I'm trying to pay attention to when there's when I need to feel it and when I need to kind of like if I have to just force myself to feel better um because I don't often practice like feeling way better um immediately or like forcing myself to like a light you know like happy space like but that was interesting for me when I did that uh and it was a while back like I was quite a bit younger um it was a pretty intense experience I would not recommend it like it was it was, but I was a little fascinated with it. It was, it was more like, wow, like, you know, I, I, it was just like, I was playing with my own, like, emotion, emotional state, and it was just, I don't know, part of me liked it. Like, I was like, wow, like, it was kind of a powerful experience, even though I wouldn't say that I've become, like, super skilled at, like, forcing my emotions one way or the other, like, but... It was part of me like, okay, like I was able to test this and prove that I can, I can make myself really sad, you know, on purpose, like for days if I wanted to on the spot and then pull myself out of it, you know, um, now, I mean, like, I don't really know, like, it's really, it's really hard to explain, um, and I don't want to do it again, um, I don't think it's necessarily healthy to do that, I don't really know, like, I've never learned about doing something like that on your own or heard anybody say that you should do something like that um, or even recommended it. But it almost reminds me of kind of why I get so um, um, interested in things like plant medicine, psychedelics, different things like that, because it's like I like something that like, oh, this just you can just take you can just have this and it'll kind of like change that for you temporarily and like that you can go back without it and maybe you'll feel benefits for a long time or whatever. You'll feel the effects for a long time. Um, I'm interested in that and also interested in the fact that I can do it to myself. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't play with that. Um, I did at that time. I don't plan on playing around with that again. That was a little too much, but I'd say if I can do it and I'm not like super, uh, like understanding of what I'm even doing, especially then I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I felt and sensed how to do it and just kind of figured it out on my own one day and realized that this isn't something that I want to keep doing. Um, but for that reason, I would say I'm probably not the only one who knows how to do that. Um, I just don't do it and it's it and I do find it easier like almost any there's almost any time where I could almost just like flip the switch like I could I could feel it a lot of the time where I'm like oh I could flip the switch into that mode right now if I want I could do it right now if I wanted to like I won't but it's like I could um versus making myself feel like super happy and joyful like I'm not saying I'm not happy or joyful but making myself feel, like, super, like, giddy and, like, you know, or whatever, like, I don't think I could flip that switch too easily, um, but the other one, I can, and so it's kind of interesting, um, I can tune into it really quickly, um, and I don't know, like, it, um, I don't know, I don't want to go into it, but basically, um, yeah, and when it comes to mind healing, 
that's the last part I'll talk about for this one because we're going to run out of time. When it comes to mind healing, um, I mean, I know a lot of the time, I, I, I want to be careful with how I say this, but I know a lot of the time we equate happiness with feeling, with being good or doing good and, you know, healing with, okay, if I'm healed, that means that I feel good. Um, if I've experienced healing, that's a positive thing. And that means that I feel good because, because I've been healed. You know what I mean? Like we kind of think about healing in that way. Uh, people wouldn't necessarily say that healing is negative. Um, healing is always seen as positive and with it being seen as positive, usually there's less pain associated with it. Um, but I think healing, like the process of healing and actually being healed, those are two specific things. When I'm thinking of it, that's how I am kind of currently seeing it is that, you know, um, being healed is a phase that could be permanent and for, for that time, it could be permanent for that time. Um, it's maybe not always permanent, but it could be permanent for that time. Um, and, um, it's not always, you know, like, I guess what I would say is say if somebody has a a broken arm, a broken leg and depression and anxiety, it's like, say, uh, if I just make it simple, let's just talk about it like it's easy stuff, right? Um, if your arm heals, you know, technically it's healed, but you know, there could be some complications later or some something about it where it's like it's not a hundred percent better like you could maybe still have a risk of injuring it more more um more heavily like I've heard that when you when you break a bone like it grows back stronger but I don't know maybe something else happens like I don't know like so what I guess I'm trying to say is like you can heal uh, physically something could get healed and that's done being healed, but it's like, it doesn't mean that there's no scars or any like, um, you know, damage from the healing process, you know, and then say your arm heals and then your leg is broken, it stays unhealed longer, but then eventually it gets healed. And so you would say, okay, now I no longer have any physical things that need to get healed technically at that point. Let's just say those were the only two, but then you still have other things that need healing, like the depression and the anxiety. And so then you go in and, you know, you're working on those and it's like, maybe it's back and forth, like the anxiety gets healed and then, you know, eventually the depression gets healed and then maybe something else happens and you get more anxiety and like, maybe it gets more severe than like generalized anxiety and becomes like panic attacks or something. And, you know, then you start having to deal with that, but it's like, then that gets healed. So it's kind of like, I feel like the healing process can be different. You can have different things getting healed at different times and they're healed, but maybe along the process, maybe there was a lot of pain too. And that pain can be impactful in a good way or a bad way. Like sometimes, you know, the healing process sometimes I think can be a little bit scary uh traumatic in an interesting way like like 
I don't know if it's, if dramatic is the right word, but like kind of traumatic, like um, like um, like intrusive and just like a strong, um, strongly uncomfortable um, experience that's maybe not fully positive all the time. It brings up a lot of stuff. Um, it opens the doors to some other things and maybe ultimately it's helpful, but maybe like during the time, you know, it's like, wow, that, that might still cause a little bit of scarring physically or emotionally. Like I'm not just talking like physical types of pain and stuff, but, um, yeah, that's why I would say that, you know, there is, there is healing, you know, and your mind can heal. It can heal you, you know, it can, um, it could, like, you can kind of heal yourself. Um, I'm not saying don't go to doctors or anything like that, but it's like, yeah, I think people can heal themselves too. So, um, I don't know, like with that, I feel like. It's kind of all I really have to say about those things, but, um, yeah, like, if you can come across Dolores Cannon's episodes, I'm going to post the links in the description. I wrote this sometime in, like, March, and it's May now, so I don't even know, like, where I was initially trying to go with this, but there's still more. (laughs) I didn't finish everything, so there's still more here, and... I'll probably slowly go through it. Um, but yeah, it's getting a little later in the afternoon. With that, I'm going to go grab some lunch and get going. So with that, thanks for listening.